0: Hello and welcome to That Tech Show, the show that reveals the magicians behind the magic that's in everyday technology. So we've made the decision to actually start a new podcast feed for the tech news that we stream live every Thursday. So that will be uploaded to uh, That Tech Show News, which you can find in all the same places as you're finding That Tech Show. And we're going to be uploading all the previous news episodes to that channel. So bear with us while we continue to upload that and and populate that uh, channel Uh, but you'll find this week's tech news over there right now. So if you're interested in hearing the news, then head on over there to subscribe to that channel and please do give us a review because it really does help the channel. Now this episode was genuinely the first ever episode I recorded for before it was called That Tech Show and before I met Chris in fact. Um, it was before we kind of found a voice for the show but I but I still think this episode is particularly relevant. Now I speak to my good friend Vladimir Gurchich and he's a, a fantastic designer and I've worked with him on many projects as you'll come to hear uh, and I thought I'd interview him and just sort of find out what is design like in a web development project. So without further ado, here is Vladimir Gerčić.
1: My name is Vladimir. I'm a graphic designer. I'm originally from a country that doesn't exist, uh, Yugoslavia. <laughs> so uh, at one moment I moved to to Barcelona, and I used to work uh, in design studios and uh, aid agencies. And then also I was uh, teaching art direction at the university here in Barcelona. And then two years ago, I went freelance. And now as both my girlfriend and me, we, are, uh, we work from home. So we converted we uh, part of our home into a studio. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's really a pleasure. And it's a different vibe than, than working with 20 or 30 or 50 people. And uh, yeah, and, and now I'm on my own and working for clients everywhere around in the world.
0: Is there a place where the majority of your clients kind of come from?
1: No, they are really, I have clients in London, in New York, in uh, Madrid. Yeah, there are very few from Barcelona, actually, yeah.
0: mm, wow. How do you mostly get work? Uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I think the when you do a good work that is uh, the best recommendation, you know, and then people, you know, they recommend you, they they pass the voice and for me that's how it worked. Also, I've been working for 20 years in in the you know, in the field, so I met lots of people and basically it's yeah it's through people that appreciate what i did before and uh yeah probably i should be more active on you know like all these networks and stuff but you know but i reserve that to to post uh, photos of uh, well some plates and dishes i prepared
0: <laughs> yeah so that's really interesting i didn't know you did teaching now you've told us you're a designer that everyone knows what a designer is so i guess we can delve in a little bit deeper about the day to day of a designer um understand from a, a veteran 20 years <laughs> well, yeah, uh, in the field it's true um you know how a designer of with with such experience can uh, operate within a within a website project so for those that you know, just to start right from the beginning. So you've got the call. You don't know how you got the call or you don't know how you got the email, but the email has in your inbox. Tell us a little bit about the first thing that you do uh, on that project.
1: Well, first I research. You know, I like to document, I like to read about the business or whatever the topic of the, the project is. You know, it's, I mean, that can include the brief, but also... There can be lots of other things. Like uh, I don't know if, if you are working in, in some tech, uh, well, uh, fintech, for example, then you can. I I like to read what's the latest trends. You know what's what's going on. Uh, also on a visual basis, I like to investigate what what has been done. You know and and to see what what could be the references. So I'm slowly creating. I'm I'm going inside, you know, and I'm creating the image. I'm I'm preparing myself, uh, and yeah, I'm. It's I call it like some kind of mapping or screening the project, and and then also that's one part. And then also I like to understand with whom I'm been working and what what would be my role. In, in the project. So so these are the, the two vertientes, you
0: know, two, two pillars. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess an interesting, um, this is a really interesting question for me personally as well, is I know every website, I know every email or phone call is different, but what is typically, what are you asked, what are you asked for? What, are you, what is written in those emails when they want a job uh, for example, do they come out right and say, hey, we need a designer? Or do they come at you with like a problem statement that they're having or something? What, what typically mm. are you responding to?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it varies as well. You know, like sometimes they, the, the, the team is already set up and, and they need a designer and they know that I can do that. Uh, for me, probably the most interesting, most challenging projects are when a client directly contacts you and ask well i need a web website or i i need a brand and because also websites today they are one of the most important
0: um... everyone needs a
1: website right yeah so uh, either they, they contact me for uh, for a certain role in the team or it's a client that uh, needs a website, a new a whole new website, and then I can form, I can create a team of collaborators that I'm gonna work with, and well, that's probably most challenging. But then, I mean, also being a member of a, of a bigger team, it's it can be very you know, interesting as well. It's been evolving, you know, uh, the understanding of of, of web throughout the years you know like also the, the the clients and the people that have businesses or whatever they they learned uh throughout the years about the roles and about what who is doing what and how that could help them and what, what part of the you know of the image and and and, and how that can improve their businesses and etc but i still i mean it's a complex thing as well so
0: i've got off the cuff now, I've got a question. You're right, like websites and people's understanding, um, they're becoming very web savvy. And there's still lots of nuance and things like that, particularly around technology. And I'm sure you can say thing around design. But they're becoming a lot more web savvy. And people are doing things themselves. And, and businesses are creating WordPress websites, Webflow websites, drag and drop, and and they're able to create something. Are, are you as a designer, and I'm thinking like artificial intelligence now, are you as a designer fearful or conscious or aware about how, which direction things are going? Are you worried that you know, there might not be a place for a designer in, say, fifteen years. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, I just
1: yeah. recently I finished the uh, homo Homodeus homo Deus from uh, Yuval Harari. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. talking yeah. about the, yeah, and he's talking, he's raising these questions, and you know, and I think these are the things we'll be talking in the next twenty years for sure. You know, I don't think, I mean, that's something that is coming you know it's it will be there it's our responsibility you know to to participate in that uh, discussion and that conversation and influence and um, try to be to add ethics and you know to the whole question but and and that ex- exactly so you were saying i mean we are not only talking about websites it's about you know screens and internet of things and i mean it will be everywhere you know may- maybe we will wearing uh, you know like some uh, glasses or it will be contact lenses augmented contact lenses or you will have refrigerators con uh, you know connected to the
0: internet of things and who knows what you know I guess what I'm interpreting from that is that we might not be dealing with websites in, in 10, 15 years. Websites might be uh, the 19th, 20th century invention. I'm sure this is the second time you've raged refrigerators with me. <laughs> this technical refrigerators, this is this where you're going with this?
1: I don't know why it stuck with me, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that you will have screens in, inside your fridge and he will be telling yeah. you what recipes you can make For sure. today, you know.
0: So yeah, um, where design uh, puts itself in in a future which we don't know what it is yet, it could be it could be very interesting. Mm. But
1: I mean, basically, we'll be designing experiences, digital experiences, and interfaces, and you know, so it's the device will be different and the format, but you know. Mm.
0: And and to your point around ethics as well, the only thing humans can really bring to those is emotion and ethics and that artistic and creative aspect to it. So I, I think it's uh, a big underlying core foundational, particularly from a creative uh, industry like design, I think one of the core assets we need to carry across, no matter what the medium is, ethics and emotion Hmm. and and art yeah
1: so 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 you you asked me also how i feel about the uh, you were saying about artificial designers no it will be like a machine designing machines etc and and i think for sure that will appear they will be automatized designs something similar to What is wordpress you know that would be like cheap solutions etc but i think there will always be a need for uh fine made artistic whatever you know solutions and and that's where we the humans Mm -hmm. (laughs) will be working with yeah
0: absolutely yeah i think that's the toughest thing to communicate sometimes when you've got a business who are kind of just started out and they're strapped for cash you can just get these logo generator things that, that create logos. And, you know, I cringe at some of those logos, but you know what? It gets their business up off of the ground and it's they sort of need to go through a learning process to understand the benefits of a great logo or a great brand or, or website or whatever. Sometimes you have to wait it out, but it's a challenge for us as, as freelancers and creatives and, you know, solopreneurs and all the rest of it. It's up to us to teach people about not to sell to them, but to teach them about what makes a great logo and cost, you know, hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. That becomes a challenge as well. So anyway, um so you've just got your email through, you've done a bit of research, um you said you put together a team. What makes a good team for you?
1: Well, we, we were talking about humans no? and uh, emotion and, and I think it, it has to do a lot with uh, making a team, a good team. You know, For me, it's, it's respect, first of all, respect for the work of, of team members, of, of these people, the people involved in the, in the project. And, uh, and I think it's that drive, the, the passion, no? the, the love for the work. And for me, these are the these are the basics for for a team to to function. Because also, it's something how I feel comfortable. You know, I, I guess there are many teams and and, and many uh, work dynamics. You know, but it's it's where I feel uh, comfortable.
0: Hmm. And I guess what you're all speaking about there is almost core. To, to, to the core it doesn't matter like i guess to some degree you you need to have technical competency and all the rest of it obvious yeah but you need to know how to use photoshop to work with that basically isn't it <laughs> um <laughs> but underlying really what you're talking is that go beyond the project uh go beyond even in between working hours or on things like that it's you have good people passionate people and all the rest of it communication communication yeah that's a big one um and i guess on communication it does become like are you mostly remote with your team or do you do you prefer working remote or do you sit with your Mm. team do you prefer to be face to face well i
1: yeah, I have to say I was a bit worried in the beginning when I started uh, when I went freelance that it's something I thought I, w- I would m- I would miss the the day to day you know contact and touch and whatever. But then touching,
0: touching, no touching, no, no touching. Like
1: human, human uh, touch.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, emotional connections. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But but then I don't know. Like I I, I found out that uh, Zoom is uh, or all these video conferences improved uh, in recent years and mm. i don't know i i'm feeling like you're very close to me some <laughs>
0: we,
1: we are like almost in the same room
0: yeah almost and it does feel like that yeah
1: yeah and then you're you're you know all in with slacks and asanas and you know and 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 video conferences and and you're in constant uh connection and communication with, with other people. So at one point, you, you forget if, if they're sitting next to you or, or uh, I don't know, in in London or w- wherever. So I have to say that I was surprised how easily I, I got used to that.
0: Mm. Um, I was speaking to someone recently about... Um, like, financially you're paying for a luxury when you're sitting in an office Uh, you're paying for a luxury to interrupt people (laughs) Um, because it's not often you need to have constant interaction with people it's not often you need to have to really seriously need that and that's what meetings are for but when I when you're in an office it it makes it so easy for someone to interrupt you um, that they could probably figure out for themselves and I think it's it's almost like uh, having a refrigerator or something like that. You 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 work your life around knowing that you've got a refrigerator, and then if one day you don't have a refrigerator, for instance, you you you'll still make use because you know you'd buy cupboard food or whatever. Um, similarly, now and you know particularly around all this coronavirus stuff, if we're faced with the challenge by not being able to um, interrupt them, then we'll start to adjust our lives and being more taking into account, well, I only have touch points in the the, morning or evening or whatever, um, and you work around that. And another interesting thing uh, that I was was trialing when we were in Granger, which is a real estate and hospitality uh, company, they had a, a portal and it would be constantly set up You know, you could walk past and uh, be connected to Manchester. And Manchester had a camera their side. And every time you walk past, you can kind of see their office. And that was quite interesting. No one really used it. But I think that makes it... It is nice to be able to speak to people. And it made it easier to start up a conversation um, to to organize like a phone conversation you have to kind of book it in the calendar and all the rest of it but there's this kind of a bit of a, a jarring um, start to that and I find that quite difficult and often when I'm with my girlfriend um, we, we just leave the phone on uh, to each other and it's just easy to start up a conversation when we're with each other um, and that's easy that's that's harder than what people think just to start up a conversation how do you feel about Something constantly set up where you don't have to have meetings per se, but you have that ongoing Uh, connection. Or have you ever tried that? That's a
1: bit scary. That's a bit scary. But I mean, I understand with my girlfriend, I would. It would be a different thing. But uh, well, also again, probably it's something. You know, we are heading closer to to being always on, and you know, having devices that. Permit us, you know, to to talk to anyone uh, whenever we want, if they are, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely, we there will be interesting solutions, especially after what what happened in the world, and I think people will realize that they don't have to. I mean, it's still the the meetings and and meeting the people and talking to them in in real life is is important but it doesn't have to be we don't have to spend all our lives in in uh, offices you know and and that influence i mean that, that has a big impact on society in pollution and and lack of time and quality of life and there are like plenty of things there i think we can find a good balance you know uh, in in working in pyjamas uh, and and actually, you know, be all uh, dressed up and uh, meeting somewhere in the city.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the coronavirus thing will be a, a testament to that, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so my company, Jupiter in the Draft, we create bespoke teams for our clients. Uh, so I know various different freelancers who specialize in different um, areas of, of the website process what do you think your kind of specialty is or where does your passion lie within design
1: well I, I mean as I said I have few years of experience so and and I had I I exercised as in in different roles you know I was managing the creative teams and and then also I was working as a, only as a designer and I mean me personally I I like to be involved as early as possible in the in, in the project, which means, you know, like I, I, I like to be involved in strategy and I think design thinking and creative thinking is always welcome, you know, but then also I think it's interesting to have a team that is made of different specialists and experts. So with that, you have different angles, different views, and it's enriching always you know, uh, and, and then, well, and then again, it depends of the, of the project, but you know, like I'm, I'm comfortable with, you know, what is creating well working on a brand and, and, and then finally the website as ultimate touchstone, uh, brand touch point now, uh, of, of the brand. And then, and then of course, if you're working with uh, with coders, with programmers, I mean, you are never leaving completely the the project. So you are involved in a way throughout the project, and I and I think that's good, because of course the intensity changes. You know, when when it's when it's up to to you to to deliver designs, there is more stress on you, but then you don't leave for good the project. You are supervising or you're giving some feedback so you're involved in different ways throughout the project
0: and I think it's it's how it changes do you have a do you have an understanding for code or is that kind of a world of pain for you um I mean
1: I understand as a as a mathematics as logic logic you know and I I never code um, coded myself but then I worked a lot with uh, very close to to programmers, my friends that never sleep, uh, and uh, I mean I think in the future for sure kids will be you know learning coding from like like foreign languages now, and I think it would be very important for our understanding of the world and you know, but. Yeah, I wish I had time to to you know to be more more involved, but no, I just understand the, the the logic of it and how I need to do things so they they can work
0: with it. Do you think do you think that any designer then can pick up a website project and do it, or do you think is there? not necessarily coding, but like an understanding of the web world. Do you think that's um, important for a designer to have?
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, it's experience is always welcome in. I mean, you start as a, I guess, as a junior or whatever, and, and you're part of the team and then you grow and, and, and you learn understanding. Also, you, you understand more by time. What what is need to be done? How is need, then then yeah, and then the technology is changing as well, and, and possibilities. And I mean, you have to be very, you know, to follow what what's going on and and to to talk about it and you know and, and to contrast your opinion with with programmers and with all the people involved. So I guess that's that's very important to be constantly interested in what what's changing and how it's behaving
0: and yeah mm. is do you think web is moving faster than print um so i kind of put these into two buckets uh do you think they're moving at kind of different rates and that you need to keep your finger on the pulse quite yeah, often with I mean, web
1: yeah it's it's faster for sure I mean, it's not that there, there are no inventions now in, in print and, you know, who knows what will... I mean, when, when they start with the graphene, you know, I think maybe the two world with meet. The impact it had on our lives in the last 10 years, it's, it's crazy. For
0: sure. Um, so, what, you know, your day must vary, um, but put yourself in the kind of middle of a project sort of thing uh three weeks into a project or something you've you've got a bit of a flow uh you know kind of where where you're what you're doing what would be a kind of a typical day for you Mm. how does how does vlad keep busy when he's on a project
1: yeah i mean i for me it's important to to wake up and and do some exercise so i i i do yoga often that's the way how i you know i get ready for the day and then i prefer because as i'm working a lot for uh, remotely with teams and people everywhere around so i use lots of slack and video conferences and you know whatever of these platforms so i i try to reserve that managing part for for the morning and then i need like uh, empty like uh, uh, a space of of silence and complete devotion for for my work, probably uh, more in the in the afternoon i mean it depends you know you're jiggling i mean you you're in between you're there are always some feedbacks and some sudden unexpected events you know but uh, it's it at least i try to to organize uh, like that uh, or Or also I move the the meetings either for in the morning or at the end of the day. And then I need, I need my, my space, quiet, quiet uh, moments for, to actually, to create.
0: Mm. And in those quiet moments, so when you're creating, is there kind of like a, like a subroutine within that? Like, do you spend a bit of time like researching or, or figuring out where you left off the, the the previous day um or is it i don't know is it just too diverse to to really to, to to be able to summarize it
1: yeah i don't know i mean in in general i like first to to build on rational facts and things and inputs from the client and brief so i kind of build uh something that is based on on very rational premises and then at one moment i like to reconnect all these thing things and break break it a little bit so that's there. there is always a moment in the project for me where where i do that you know where, where i use all these established connections and i and i switch them a little bit i played a little a little bit and, and it's where it where it becomes interesting you know
0: mm. on that note of uh, switching and and playing with things do you does it help you a tremendous amount having another designer on the project or do you feel like design uh, web design in general is better when you've got say two or more designers or do you find that the best of your work comes from when you work solo.
1: Mm. It's a tricky one. Well, yeah, depends as well. If you, I mean, I, I think there has to be. If you are synced with someone, you already worked. You know, you know, and and you know, you there is a flow, and and you you work well, and you can, you know. Mm, we can help each other and then then it's beneficial, but then normally normally i I prefer to have one person in lead, and then of course if there are more designers in, in involved but more as a well basically working in a team and you know helping with the you know so the stuff uh, is done, but yeah nor nor I think that normally is for me it's easier when there is one person in lead, and you know then then it the flow it's yeah the flow is better, I don't know,
0: yeah, so what I understand from that is it's definitely good to have someone to set pre- set the president set the 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 direction of the project the design, and then you have onwards one two whatever designers that that not necessarily doing a lot of the thinking, but they're implementing the, the design direction that's been established. And to establish that aesthetic, it's nice to have someone that you trust and some you worked well with just to be able to create that aesthetic and bounce some ideas around. Um for that person um for that's helping you in that kind of lead position what do you think's the biggest factor that makes someone a good person to work with in in that way? Is it trust and honesty, or is there any one particular thing? Yeah, So, so you're asking
1: about the, the the leader position, like if someone, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. I, I mean, also there there are few aspects there. No, one is probably ten thousand hours of. Uh, of doing it and and that gives you confidence and you know and you're more relaxed and and yeah and and again communication and how what is the you know how what what are the dynamics of the team and and how people are treated and you know how the how that human machine is working all together
0: yeah yeah and and that 10,000 hours, do you think that's 10,000 hours spent working with you specifically or 10,000 hours spent in web design? No,
1: no, no. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, in general, no, not with me. It, it, that would be too much to ask, you know, yeah.
0: Okay. So what tools do you use specifically uh, to get your work done? What are your favorite tools, for instance, or plugins and all the rest of it?
1: I don't know. I, I I like Illustrator, and I will tell you why. Because, unlike freehand or unlike some other programs that I'm, I'm not gonna mention now. But for me, Illustrator is like a big white board where you can you know just explore and and create and draw, and it's with no restraints and I really feel good working in that environment. And it's, it's very personal, you know, it doesn't have to be, but for me, for my approach, for, for the, the way I think and I, I make things, uh, that kind of environment is, is really helping. But then also I, I always wanted to, to keep that in mind that these are only the tools, you know, And, you know, there will be new tools and there will be updates and there will be uh, great things on the market, but uh, yeah, I try to, you know, to always keep the, well, the, the ultimate, well, the, the the touch within myself and not, not, not depend on the, on the tool too much. Also, I have to say uh, for web design, InVision was very helpful and, and and great for uh, presentations for uh, for this for gapping this uh, for bridging these gaps between teams and and different parts of the phases of the of the project and i i really recommend that one
0: mm, yeah because i think sometimes we ask a lot of our clients to 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 fit, fill it, fill the imagination gap basically, and envision enables us to have snapshots um, and fill that gap for them because they're just not they're just not that way inclined. Their mind doesn't work in that way, so creators can see something um, in its final form before we've even put a pen to paper. So, and that's why you know the re- part of the reason why you hire yeah. a designer because they can do that. But having a prototyping tool like Envision uh, can really help yeah. bridge that yeah. that gap, I guess, you know, that hmm. imagination gap. Yeah. And the, that is one of the biggest issues in, in the projects, you know.
1: Uh, it's that what you have in mind and that you know how it's going to end up that, but you're not able to successfully transmit uh, that to the client or they they like imagination or whatever, or they are not in your head and they, they cannot see what you see.
0: What, um, what kind of other issues do you find on projects uh, other than the, the, the translation of ideas?
1: Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's people always. You know, it's uh, egos, lack of communication, non-transparent, you know, and... But I I try to like probably in, when I started I I had to work in well in lots of contexts and and places and whatever. But I I become uh, very strict with that, so I try to avoid these kind of environments. And I think it's it's really unnecessary waste of energy and uh, you know I think when when the, the the human on a human level where everything is fine, then normally the projects are you know flowing and and it's wrapping up uh pretty fine
0: um do on that note then um, thinking of clients do is there any particular way a client can behave that stifles your your creativity and stifles what you can do um without naming names of course you know <laughs> or any anecdotes <laughs> or whatever <laughs> are there any particular things that a that a client can do that can that, that really put to a stop to your progress
1: uh, i mean there can be a book on on that topic you know like they they, they they can make a movie of that you know like, there's so many Funny stories and and we all know like everyone that worked in you know the industry well had at least few hilarious ones but uh, yeah it's yeah it's about respect i always I'll, again i am getting back to to respect if you if you respect the work of others and you know expertise and if the the main thing is collaboration and building something. I think then always you can find out the way out and you can get to a point. I mean, obviously it's not that you are always right. You know, you have to take in account all the different aspects and, and uh, perspectives and whatever. But I think when there is a will, you know, and when there is a uh, communication there, that there, there, there shouldn't be problems. We'll, we'll find a way
0: do you ever think do you ever think that you can over communicate or have you ever come into a situation where you've kind of over communicated something because i'm sometimes like i sometimes do not shut up and i'll say too much and it it, sometimes it will get i'll get into a position where if if i if, it's almost like bait. If I've given a bit too much bait or have let on a little bit too much information, um, clients can sometimes get panicky and worried about certain things because they don't understand it. Uh, but because you know it and you understand it and you know the process, you might say something like bugs. Uh, for example, bugs are like a natural thing in web development. But as soon as a clear client hears bugs, they'll freak out or, you know, or they worry about it. Um, so that would be, a, for an example, what I found over-communication can no, be no, tricky. Yeah, definitely, definitely,
1: um, yeah. I mean, of course, there are perks, and, and you have to feel also the person and, and to see what, how you will, you know, manage the situation. Uh, and, and it depends if it's the first time you're working with someone or you've been working for five years with someone, so these are the different situations, of course.
0: I, I think a common thread here is that it's so dynamic. Every project is so different. Like we can hold on to these core values and be quite flexible, but like ultimately it comes down to being mindful of how a project is progressing and go with the flow really. I, I kind of describe it like surfing. <laughs> um yeah. like surf the waves, yeah. ride the waves. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, to surf well, you've got to be relaxed and flexible and ride those waves a little bit
1: and adapt to what is coming. Yeah, exactly.
0: Know. Yeah, there you go. You like that? And you can use that one if you like. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna use it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> ride the waves, baby. Okay, cool. So, what happens at the end of a project? Like, what happens when you come to the end of a project? How do you typically wrap up a project?
1: The nature of digital projects is that normally they, they never end. They can continue with iterations or with something, adding something new or, yeah. you know, some other parts of the, of the, of the project. Uh, but basically how we wrap. So I, I, I finished the main part of my work already a few weeks before probably. I've been supervising or being involved with the with the programmers, and it's about last final mm, touches and and fine tunings and 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 then yeah and then yeah finally I'm, we are we are delivering and we are uploading the the website if that's the case of a, of a website. If it's a if it's a campaign, digital campaign or something, well then then it's a different dynamics.
0: Well, thank you, Vlad. That wraps up all my questioning. Um, it was so good to have you on the show, and hopefully we can have you on again soon. Thank you, Sam. It was a really pleasure
1: talking to you. And all you, the, mate. Best. all the best. All the best. Bye bye.